Welcome to the JSM Podcast, where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, welcome as we continue our series on Christianese, talking about different verses, and um, we haven't really gotten to any statements that people use that are um, that are painful or destructive. So this is our last week um, on just covering some stuff in Philippians 4, um, and I'm I'm Joanna. I'm here with Cassandra. Hi, all. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we are super excited to continue um, with our series. This has been, I think, impactful. And I think for me, just the, the mindfulness um, of just remembering um, just to, I think, be careful and being more mindful as people are walking through things um, of just intentional about the things that we say, when we say them, how we say them, um, and being careful um, because we can unintentionally inflict pain when we don't slow down enough to kind of hear what people are going through and give them space. And so, um, so today, continuing with Philippians 4, we're looking at verse 8, um, where the New Living Translation, um, it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Um, a lot of times this is this verse is often used, I think, in defense when you know, somebody's processing through or just saying venting or having to just kind of release um, certain things, you know, and somebody will quickly want to throw that out there or, you know, say they're battling a sickness or things like that. And, and so people just like throw that verse at somebody and it can be very dismissive instead of um, kind of giving people a space at, at different moments of, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about throughout this whole time of, um, as we've been sitting here in Philippians four was giving space, um, as we're walking through things. Um, but it, it's so hard cause there's such a fine line. Cause I hear a lot of people more so now will use that as like an excuse to be in a space for, let's say days, weeks, you know, like a long time, um, and not willing to move forward. You know, they'll be like, well, I'm just, upset, you know, and it's like, well, it's been six months, you know, it's like, okay, have you, are you moving in your process? Why are you stalled out in your process? Like what's happening? Like what's, what's going on? But I don't say that lightly because I'm also very aware that people have trauma and they have things. And then there's the process of healing that comes, um, after those things, you know, that a person has to walk through. And a lot of times people aren't patient to, you know, to walk somebody's journey and their process with them. And, you know, like they'll use a verse like this, you know, oh, you can't think about those things that have happened to you. You know, you're supposed to just focus on these things, you know, and really in essence, it's like we talked about before last time, the effects of anxiety on the body. And so there is obviously truth of course, to what Paul is saying, like that we do need to, it is important. Our thought life is really, really important. The things we fixate on, the things that we place our thoughts on and our process on and where we stay, um, does have a great impact. And it does 
often determine whether we're moving towards the place of peace or towards the place of chaos, depending on where our thoughts are centered and focused and where we're placing all of our time and our energy. Um, those things are really important. Um, but at the same time, we've also been talking a lot about the process of growth. You know, um, many people are learning how to um, work on their thought life, transition, move towards the, the things that they're focused on, the things that their minds spend time ruminating on, mulling on, you know, because there's a difference between rumination and meditation. Um, rumination is the sitting in a spot that's really not healthy. Meditation is the space of bringing forth peace and focusing in one direction on something that is life-giving. Um, and I think right there, that's probably where we could kind of settle with this is the difference between rumination and meditation of, of like, okay, I think that's kind of how we decipher, you know, whether what we're doing is beneficial or not. You know, am I ruminating in this to want to be angry and to sit in my anger or my displeasure or my sadness and to be in it? Or am I wanting or am I releasing things so I can work through my process to get to the other side of it? Yes. When, when we ruminate on things, we kind of go over the facts mm -hmm. or we even think about, you know, when you're in the shower and next time I see this person, this is what I'm going to say. Um, and it's, you're thinking about all the negative stuff over and over and it kind of like it, um, it gets you more and more upset, gets you more and more agitated mm -hmm. instead of the meditation. Yeah. And it starts really as you're moving hand, I was thinking, especially because right in the middle of like tornado season, <laughs> like, but thinking just that process yeah. that builds and builds and it's not moving towards a space that is often healing. Now, don't get me wrong. So there are times where when I'm working with clients who've especially been through trauma or really hard things, I kind of want them to get angry for a moment because some of them never have. They've never had that moment where they recognize things that are wrong or wrong. Like they've never had that moment. I'm like, okay, we have to, but our goal should always be to move towards healing, to get to the other side, to yes. realize if we're stalled out in the middle of something. And, and much of what Paul is talking about here, and he has been in this whole section, is about the things that are of the Lord. So it's like, okay, so we can say a circumstance has happened. And, and we've talked about a lot of this in our Psalms say, how would God handle it? You know? And allowing God to handle or to direct our handling, because a lot of times people will say, oh, God's going to handle it. And he's like, well, maybe I put you in the place for you to do something or say something or whatever. But, but as we move into understanding, like as a whole, who God is, his way, his heart, his direction of doing things, how he handles things, his movements and things like that, then it moves us into a different type of space when it comes to how we're having to do things and to not allow ourselves to stay in an unhealed or wounded state for a really long time because it can become very detrimental to us. It, it can become very poisonous to us when we, when we sit there. And so, but as we move towards, and I know Paul's really, you know, in all of the letters, as you read through them, um, 
you can see that Paul's heart is, you know, as we've talked about, it's the encouragement. He's writing the different churches. He's teaching. He's training. Um, for some people, this whole idea of like thinking of these things is very new and foreign mm -hmm. because people are used to ruminating or yes. they're used to negativity. They're used to sitting in these spaces. And so this introduction of like this God of life and bringing forth love and and fixating our thoughts and all of these things and learning and growing was a very new concept stepping out of what's normal maybe you know for some barbaric you know like i'm gonna go i'll go manage them you know i'm gonna go take care of all so you know and so this new space of like coming in and 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 learning grace and mercy and god's love and allowing our thoughts to be in that space so then we make movement from that space that's new that's something different for a lot of people and and learning to begin to notice where our thoughts and our and our mind is centered in the space in which it sits because when you're sitting in a space okay let's just put it in perspective when you're sitting in a space of love and grace and that's your core and that's where your thoughts are and they center most of the time well when something happens in your life where are you going to pull out of that space you know but if you're if your space is in, you know, unhealed and filled with anger and all of these things, where's your movement going to be when things happen? Very different. And so the core of what we're feeding inside of us, the core of what's happening inside of us is, is key as to whatever our next steps are going to be in life, what direction we're going to go and realizing where we are, where, you know, I just picture like stepping out, you know, you have your feet standing in one spot and let's just say the color yellow is underneath it. Well, everything around you is going to be painted with yellow. But if the spot that you're standing in is black and you go and step, everything around you is going to be painted with black. And so where, where, where I have my center of my thoughts, my mind, everything I'm thinking when I go to make movement, it's driven by that. And that's the core of what Paul wants. Notice the things. Where do you center your thoughts? Where do you center yourself? What are the things you're fixated on as you go forth and make decisions, as you go forth and think about things? Are you, are you meditating on God's word? Or are you ruminating on the things that are not of him? And it's key because that's where our movement, that's the thing that paints our world, our decisions, all the things that we're doing is where our feet are planted when we go to step in any which direction. Yeah, I like that analogy because um, where we are, we'll color everything else, um, whether it's yellow or black or red or blue, you know, it will color everything else we're looking at. And, um, you know, we've talked before about balance you have to have balance hmm. with things. And um, I've always looked at this verse as looking at the positive side of things. Hmm. But you you have to have balance with that too, right? Yes. Um, and Paul, one of the reasons one of the reasons these sayings are so cliched is yeah. because they're used over and over. Because Paul had so much wisdom. Yes. Paul was full of the Holy Spirit and he was full of wisdom. And I think everything he says, we need to take to heart 
but we also have to think about balance and how it how it should be used in our lives. Right. And putting into perspective of all the other verses, all the rest of scripture, all the different, because we saw so many times Jesus with people in different moments and him being closely connected to those around him in different moments and, and walking through things with people. And he didn't dismiss their moments. He didn't. And we have to realize how absolutely the opposite of healing. Cause I've seen so many people, um, especially in what I do every day who think they're doing this verse, but they don't realize their, their focus on the positive or things like that. They're never really dealing with things. And so they're compensating. They, I, I'd say they have like secret justifiable addictions, um, like in our culture food, you know, eating, and using that for their like good and not realizing that they're sitting in a space that's unhealed and they think they're doing this, but God's looking down going, you missed it. Like you're using everything else to compensate. So you're not, you're, you're missing it. You're not moving towards healing. You're not moving in this direction. You're in avoidance. So you th- you're really not meditating. You think you are, but it's not really infiltrating like to your core. You're not ruminating, but you're just avoiding everything that's mm-hmm. happening. And you think you're fulfilling the things that I've called you to do. And I didn't ask you to act like nothing happened because we see in scripture, God doesn't even act like nothing happened. Right. God encounters and has feelings and process and things like that. We see David as we've been walking through the Psalms, David has process and things like that. But his goal always in his heart is to be in the movement of what God's doing And God does amazing things when we connect with him in our process. I just think about all the moments as I'm walking through things and I connect with God in my process and he speaks into situations. He speaks into moments. And that would be me thinking on what's true and right because I'm truly connecting with him in my pain to receive from him. I am not going to the cupboard to receive. We have to realize our avoidance, but we're going to the cupboard to receive and we're not coming to his feet to receive, to take in the things that he's saying, to grow and to learn and to go through our process with him and to experience his peace and to experience his word and to bring him our tears and to bring him our disappointments and to go through our process with him, to allow him to transform us so that we can see the good that he's working out in the situation that we're in. And so we have to stop calling avoidance holy and claim that that's what we're doing is this verse when really we're not because we're trying to cope in other secret ways by being on our phone 15 hours a day. I mean, I could go down the list and oh, just yeah. start. Well, and, and, <laughs> and often I don't think with any malice, but often I think we're encouraged to do that. Yeah. I think we're encouraged to, Oh, you know, just think on these things, think on the good things. Let's not think about that. Everything's going to be okay. Suck it up and go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not helping. Like you said, yeah. that that's not helping. And I don't think people mean harm by right. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it does. If, if it doesn't put you backwards, it at least stagnates you. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And there's so much power when we go back to, and we're going to finish here. We have to, cut this week short, but it goes back to the power of connection and which is the big heart that we talk about all the time, that there is something about connecting 
connecting with God, connecting with each other as we're walking through different seasons. That gives us the power that we receive strength as we're connecting, not looking for people to fix, not looking for people, you know, because sometimes people come and they're like, fix all my problems. I can't fix your problems. I can give you a hug. I can be there. I can listen, you know, and I can connect with you as we connect to God as you walk through this, you know. Um, but we don't realize there's power in connecting of being in community as we're walking through different seasons, as we're going through different things, experiencing different things, just receiving that love and connection from each other and from the Lord as we journey through our things. It prevents us from, you know, sitting in the cupboard or hiding in our phone or on the television or all these things that we consider okay in our culture, sadly, now, and we're just detached people. Um, and I know that's not God's heart. It grieves his heart when we're sitting in this space that's so far away. Because I think even he's like, hey, but you want to get off your phone? Let's hang. You know, like he's calling out to us, you know, to come and receive that healing. So we're not sitting in all of these different places, but that we're bringing him our tears. We're bringing him our process. We're allowing him to speak over it. We're connecting with people in a healthy way as we journey through some of the difficult seasons that we find ourselves in or recovering from lifelong seasons that many people have walked through. And so that's, that's my heart. So as you bring forth this verse, be mindful of how it's used, when you're using it, why you're using it, where you're placing it in your process. And I hope for some, it just sets them free to allow themselves to heal and go through the process of healing with the Lord. Um, and, you know, if this verse has been used and you feel like you're limping and you're not sure what to do with all your emotions, it's okay to bring them to him and to allow him to work through all the layers and the, and the different parts that are going on inside of you. And so our prayer for you today is that, that you would just be able to receive healing, that you would hear God's voice for your circumstance, that you would hear his what is true and right and excellent for the very space that each one of you are in. I just pray right now, Father, that you would just invade each person's space, that you would just show them the the, the perfect way out of wherever they are standing. Maybe they, if they're overwhelmed, if they're um, if they're stressed out, that that path just to the next step, to the next thing, to lead out of the space um, where they find themselves in. If it's healing that they need for their lives, that they would begin to see the direction to go, to get out of the darkness. Um, and I just pray for each person, Lord, we just release your healing on all of them, that they would just have an encounter with you right now where they sit, as they listen to this, as they just release the things that are in their heart, that they would finally maybe realize for some the freedom to shed the tears. Um, and to release this thing so they don't get stuffed inside. We just thank you so much in your son's name. Amen. Well, yeah. oh, so, so excited. Um, another week. Sorry, we had to cut it short today. <laughs> um, so I hope you all have a blessed week. We will see you next. Um, actually, we're probably gonna take a break for a couple weeks because of the holidays. So thank you for joining us this week. Remember, connection makes us stronger.